0: Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast, episode 131. Uh, today we are uh, going to share a bit more, as we have for several weeks now, from Patty Davis's book, Floating in the Deep End, mm-hmm. uh, How Caregivers Can Look Beyond Alzheimer's. And one of the things that, that we looked at this week that Peter really um, appreciated uh, Digging into a little bit more in her book has to do with spirituality.
1: Well, the changes that go through, that uh, the caregivers go through. Um, by the way, I don't want to talk the whole time. This lady has plenty to say too. And I listened to our last one. It was like you'd think it was all me. So I don't they want to do always that. Always like that. And she's got plenty to say too. Yeah. Um, the last time we spoke, I was I took the to one component of Patty's book that I didn't like, and it's not just her. I've heard it in the whole. Uh, rehab community for Alzheimer's, strokes, or whatever, and uh, dementia. And she's not the only one who speaks this way. I don't agree, and we spoke about that last week. But generally speaking, her book is very consistent and really good. Yeah. And it's respecting and honoring the the, uh,
0: the essential spirit
1: of, of a person going through who, dementia. It's still there,
0: no matter how yeah. they are... Um, different from, and no matter what they've lost, cognitively or physically, their spirit,
1: They're still, their humanity, still well, still humanity. Yes, and you know, there. she speaks about that so much, and then she deviated in one way about uh, caregiver, loved ones going to have affairs and whatever, and I've never agreed with that. Feeling-wise, no, and eating-wise, I certainly understood that, because I've been through it, but not to act on it the way she spoke. But that's neither here nor there today, because... The book is really wonderful. She's done a beautiful job. As you can tell, our emphasis and our work is growing more and more into the world of supporting caregivers, training them, teaching them, um, helping them go through the changes that they're put through in a very difficult profession. And I think it's one of the high callings of all professions, I'll be very frank with you. Um, They don't get paid that way, but they should. It's that good and it's that important. More and more people are going, and more and more families will realize this, because the statistics are telling us about the acceleration mm-hmm. of more and more families and loved ones having to deal with someone in their family uh, dealing with a stroke or Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, well, dementia is the general category, but all the different kinds of uh, deteriorations that that occur within dementia. Um, we have to. We want to acknowledge it. We've certainly talked in the past about what inspired us. We've come to a very, very uh, excellent program. Excellent in our outreach, describing it, talking to people, opening their eyes. Uh, And I want to share our latest short video uh, today that we're just finished up. And I I have to say, I give the, the rest of the team all the credit. They've done their passion and their commitment and their honoring of Lynn and the memory they carry so deeply in their hearts and souls has come through in the quality and efforts of their work. So I want to share that with you today. Um, But Jenny's going to...
0: Let me give a few statistics before we do that. And we can come back to this after the video. Let's do that. Come back to this? We'll come back to that after the video. Okay, yeah. 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 We just want, just briefly, not a lot of numbers here. Mm -hmm. Uh, What has come out this week is uh, the statistics, uh, and this has been prepared... for for an article in the New York Times called, Many of us want to age at home, but that option is fading fast. (coughs) Uh, The projections are that by 2040, the number of people in the country over 65 will double, and the number of people over 85 will quadruple. Currently, about 25% of the people who would like to bring someone into their home to help care for them are unable to find a caregiver. 25 percent. Or able to afford it. Uh, This article is just saying unable to even find it, but you're right, affording it is a whole other spectrum of this. Between 2021 and 2040, in New York State alone, there'll be nearly a million job openings for Mm -hmm. caregivers. And the very distressing statistic that the average pay currently is $13.20 an hour less than fast food workers and that many people earning this are also relying on public assistance (sighs) for sustenance. Terrible. So our program is geared toward supporting home care, family, caregivers, friends. Uh, They may be paid something, they should be paid something or they may not. Um, And we want to help them retain their resilience their health physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually so that they can continue in this extremely valuable role. Um, What we're going to do now is we'll stop and we'll show you our video and then we'll be back to uh, just give you a few closing thoughts. So please take a look. The nation's caregiving workforce is fraying. Paid providers are overworked and undervalued, often forced to take on multiple jobs or turn to public assistance just to scrape by. Many family caregivers are struggling as well, sacrificing their own health and well-being to tend to loved ones for years on end. Consistent, skilled, affordable care is in short supply and getting shorter and those who provide it are shouldering an increasingly unsustainable burden. From the New York Times, August 2021. Introducing Lynn's Legacy, Caring for the Caregiver. Lynn's Legacy, Caring for the Caregiver is a program designed to educate and support caregivers, and to provide them with tools to promote resilience and help alleviate the buildup of physical, emotional, and mental stress which can lead to poor health and caregiver burnout. Our program will directly benefit unpaid family caregivers who provide care to a family member or friend. A 2020 report by AARP estimates that nearly 42 million adults serve as family caregivers, more than one in five Americans. The stress these family caregivers are under increases their risk of suffering serious illnesses, such as heart disease, high blood pressure, infections and cancer. Family caregivers also suffer psychological strain leading to higher rates of depression and anxiety. Our program will also directly benefit the family members or friends receiving care who can be subject to neglect or abuse when their caregivers are depleted or burned out. Inadequate care for those in fragile health can result in a shorter lifespan and lacking resilient healthy caregiver These fragile individuals may end up spending their last days in a facility when they would rather be at home. Our program helps caregivers maintain their health and resilience by providing tested, effective resources, tools, education, training, and support. We enable caregivers to develop a sensitivity and awareness of their own internal warning signs signaling the buildup of distress and depletion. We then provide caregivers with customized tools to help them alleviate the buildup of physical, emotional, and mental stress. Caring for the caregiver goes beyond other programs by offering uniquely effective, experience-based self-care skills to relieve stress and promote resilience. Unlike any other program we're aware of, we utilize a close-knit teamwork approach. We train caregivers in comprehensive, full-spectrum care management protocols. We also share our conviction of the inspiring nature of compassionate caregiving, and the opportunity it can give for personal growth and fulfillment. Lynn's Legacy, Caring for the Caregiver is offered by the Bernstein Institute, sponsored by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, SCTT. The Bernstein Institute is uniquely qualified to offer this program because our direct experiences of caregiving led to the creation of our program. We also have over 50 years of experience helping people like caregivers heal from trauma, the unrelieved buildup of pain, stress, physical, and emotional strain and suffering. SCTT has over a decade of experience funding supportive services to individuals serving in highly stressful or traumatic caregiver roles, such as military service, law enforcement, medical personnel, and family caregivers and their families. SCTT also sponsors the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast, which provides education and encouragement on topics of caregiving and trauma recovery. Key members of Lynn's legacy team include Peter Bernstein, PhD, CPC, founder and director of the Bernstein Institute, certified coach and mentor working in the field of trauma recovery for over 50 years. Aloha Levy, CPC, program coordinator and certified coach, coordinator of training programs for the Bernstein Institute for over 10 years. Kelly Barling, CPC, program co-coordinator and certified coach, formerly personal administrative assistant for Lynn Bernstein for over 10 years. Jenny Stevenson, CPC, administrator of the Bernstein Institute and certified coach, professional assistant to Dr. Bernstein in trauma recovery work. Every member of our team also served for years as primary caregivers to Lynn Bernstein. You can help make it possible for more of our community's fragile individuals to remain at home, sensitively treated with dignity, respect, love, and compassion by resilient caregivers who also consistently and effectively care for themselves. The need is great, but significant funding is needed to make this program possible. Lynn's Legacy Caring for the Caregiver is sponsored by SCTT. Please contribute to this worthy endeavor by going to sctraumatreatment.org to make a donation. For more information about our program, visit our YouTube channel at Lynn's Legacy Caring for the Caregiver or by contacting Haloa Levy at haloa at or 707-781-3335. Thank you. We're back and we're glad to have been able to share that video with you today.
1: Really, and I hope you were as moved by it as I am every time I listen to it, especially since it's Lynn's legacy that inspired all of us. But this is so beautifully done that it will be carried, I could see her legacy, which came out of all the suffering and pain that she had to go through um, and that we all went through alongside her to something so meaningful that it's gonna reach so many more people that are in need. So uh, I'm very proud of this and very touched. It means so much to all of us, but I want to um, and, and please listen to it carefully and whatever you can do to help to contribute, it will it will we mean a be lot. Grateful, thank you. Yes, uh, and we will share that with all the caregivers that we and families that, that are we're in supporting. Need. yes. Yeah. I want to I want wanted to say one thing about yeah. caregiving that Patty talked about in her book, and that was the way that. Um, she didn't always have a close relationship with her dad and her family, yeah. and yet this was a time that drew her very close again. And she spoke about some of her childhood experiences with it that left such a deep impact
0: mm-hmm. on she her. She carried with her, yeah. And
1: she's very open and authentic about her rebelliousness, her uh, suicidal uh, feelings that she was going through, uh, that she had reached the end of a rope, she was on drugs. Um, she spoke out publicly while he was president against. Yes. Him. She's rough. Yes. But she speaks about it in such a compassionate way now. And what's come through all of this as he's moving toward the end of his life is what it exposed within her
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what it brought out in her mm-hmm. and uh, renewed her spirit, renewed her. And she talked about the. The struggle that was beginning to unfold, but it was so—you can hear the me, how meaningful it was. I just want to read a few lines of it because it's very touching. It is. And um, she's talking about um, <laughs> she had to find a way to be alone with him because there was so much interference with family members and yeah. secret service and all of that. But she found ways to be alone with him, and I remember going through that with my wife. It meant so much to me. Um. And she said it, it, how my heart held fast to the lessons he had taught me as a child, lessons about faith and trust in God who sees everything. And then she talks about the stories that he told her about his moving uh, uh, during his childhood, how he came to a relationship with God. And she remembered that. And She says, I made him tell it to me often when he, she was younger. And she, she says, uh, this is... Uh, as he was is fading away, and she spoke about it and she said she remembered how he would describe how he, he, was, he sat up in bed feeling enveloped by the most profound sense of love and protection. This is during his childhood, and he knew it was God's hands, he was feeling on his shoulders. All my life I wished for a sign as I told him about that. Something glimmered in his eyes, and this is when he was fading, and I heard deep inside myself a message that said signs were everywhere, I just had to pay attention. She says, I realized that faith isn't an easy thing to keep alive and hold on to. It can slip away from us, and then we have to claw our way back to it, often over the treacherous terrain of our own doubts. But maybe I hadn't lost as much as I thought it had. I discovered it was faith that took me to my father's bedside, looking for him to remind me again that God is everywhere. She says sometimes, sometimes faith is only a tiny flame resisting the wind and sometimes God is there in that faint glimmer passing across my father's blue eyes that have faded and turned inward. She says I, I never again doubted that his soul rested calm and healthy beyond the fog of Alzheimer's. It's not lost on me that this man who I spent my life wanting to be closer to to know better took up residence in the part of my spirit that needed him most, he brought me back to God when I felt abandoned, just as he piled me piloted my way to God when I was a child, after so many decades of feeling that I couldn't find my father, I realized he was there all along, just not in the ways I had yearned for hmm beautiful, so mm-hmm. sweet yeah. <laughs> She talked about she was very open about um, when she was at her lowest point. She said, uh, She said, "But he was the voice inside me when I was a teenager strung out on drugs, a lost kid who couldn't figure out why she should even live." My father was a thousand miles away in another state that night, having no idea what I was going through, but his voice was lodged in my heart, and it pulled me back from the edge. He was there when I asked for God's forgiveness for all the ways I had hurt him. These are the kinds of awarenesses that begin to take place, mm-hmm. that they're, they go beyond words. And I remember when, when I would spend time with my wife as much as a, a lot, uh, when I wasn't working and at her side late at night, and there was an, uh, something so authentic and real that went beyond words. There was a, a, a purity, an authenticity a genuineness, heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul. And it was almost like I could feel her presence in some other way, that she was still there. Mm -hmm. And her faith and her love was very, very present. That was me being the beneficiary of my wife's going through what she was going through. And this is what Patty talks about with her dad. For someone who has not been there or wasn't, wasn't able to face the, the, the difficulties of watching someone love loved on, um, they miss out on something so potent and so life-changing and so genuine. I long for that to this day, but I carry it deep within my heart. I want to convey that there is value in all this. The deeper the suffering, the deeper the difficulty, the more that will, can come out of it of such precious value. And there is always that spiritual core to it. Whether you're religious or not isn't the issue. The issue is something deeper and more profound. So I encourage all the caregivers, all the loved ones, I know how difficult it is, hang in there. Don't run away, even though it it is overwhelming at times. I know not everyone is equipped to be in the front lines. I've always been that way. I know not everybody is. But I encourage you to do it. And you will come away with something so meaningful that it will you'll carry it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So yes. I hope that the the uh, this new thing that we put out, what do you call it? what are you going to call it?
0: It's a fundraising video.
1: Yes. And we it's but it's so beautifully done by people that truly have cared and so deeply touched by Lynn. It's Lynn's legacy. And we've learned so much and we have helped so many caregivers um, and families through all of this. And our, I feel that the rest of our lives are have such a passion about this and we want to and we want to make sure that it's conveyed to all families in need all caregivers we want to honor you and we want you to know how much we respect what you're doing
0: we do and we hope that what we've shared with you today has been inspiring and i uh to keep going to hang in there through one of the hardest and yet the most potentially rewarding jobs there is. I agree. And we can say that from our own experience. So, thank you. Anyway, so we've done. So we're done. We're done. The Survivor's Guide to Life podcast is sponsored by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment at sctraumatreatment.org. Uh, please consider making a donation on their website to help keep us on the air. Our podcast is at all the usual outlets, and we have our own YouTube channel we're on Facebook and Instagram. Please like and share. Peter and I can be reached at Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com, 707-781-3335. Thank you for listening, and please join us again next time.
1: All our best.